0: live from the 937 the ticket studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. This is inside the huddle with Nebraska football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Fires a pass and it's intercepted by the Huskers at the 25 Jay Foreman and Foreman takes it down to the 19-yard line of Oklahoma. Another big play by the Blackshirts. On 937 the ticket in the ticketfm.com sponsored by Advanced Medical Imaging.
1: Welcome to Inside the Huddle. Jay Foreman brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging, 7601 Pioneers Boulevard. Uh, they can give you a great game plan on any type of your uh, pain needs. And then obviously do uh, some imaging of any, any body parts that uh, break down um, at any time during the year. You know, i would seen them a couple times. Going to see him again this week. Got some stuff going on that I want to try to get ahead of before the uh, new year. So uh, Advanced Medical Imaging, we appreciate their support again 7601 uh Pioneers Boulevard but this is inside the huddle on a Sunday <laughs> before a 100 degree uh day ahead of us which we had I think yesterday and we got three or four I think four more you know all the way into the end of uh this week I think it like Thursday or Friday it'll it'll lighten up a little bit but we're going to power through you know the, as much as it's hot and humid out there um you know, there's going to be times it's good, you know, we're going to be on the airways and it's going to be about 30, 40 below zero. So we'll, we'll take this weather and find a way to uh, find some shade or find a pool. But with that being said, it's another week down. Uh, I think it's the third week into the Matt Rule um, summer fall camp. Um, you know, Harrison, I think like, uh, you know, reading some of the quotes um, from Matt Rule, one of the ones that really stuck out to me was uh, – he just came flat out and said it, you know, um, Gabe Irvin is the number one running back. Um, he feels very comfortable with Ramirez um, uh, being the n- number two slash third down running back. You know, I think that's, that's huge because number one, for me, just running the ball. Um, I felt like Anthony Grant was probably the best is the best guy in the room. Mm-hmm. But when, you know, one of the things he said, to answer anybody's question, right? So this is one thing that's different, I think, from uh, previous coaches and staffs versus Matt Rule. He's going to give you a lot of answers as long as you listen, right? So he said, look, Gabe Urban is hands down number one, so you don't have to worry about depth chart. Then he went right into Ramir, so you, you know <laughs> that's number that's two. That's your one-two. Right? And then number three with the asterisk behind him is Anthony Grant. Great all-around back, right? So he says he can do all those things, but mm-hmm. he fumbles the ball too much. What is what is Matt Rule preached um at periodic times that he wants to eliminate in this program and get out of this team's DNA, turning the ball over the little things there's some guys I think that no longer are on the team or chose to go in the transfer portal because of the little things, and those little things could be fumbles those little those little things could be um late to meetings non participation in group uh settings or team oriented type things or not fully being invested right in a day-to-day basis or not earning your your spot on the team day-to-day basis so then that's when when he comes up there and he tells you you know this is where we're at in the running back room now one thing i will say is that you know he's trying to preach life into these guys and confidence in these guys when he's referring that you know he could potentially have nfl potential as a third down back so forth and so on right um and what he's doing is like when he's coaching, I think Matt Rule is the ultimate college football coach where he sees a player and he sees the best in them or what they could be versus sitting up there and saying, well, you know, Harrison's, he's okay. And, you know, say Harrison, you're starting. Oh, he'll never be, you know, anything besides just a, you know, complimentary starter. Now, on the other hand, right, Um, Matt Rule feels like he's put these guys through legitimate work and they've earned whatever spot or playing time they will eventually get throughout the season, right? So when he's saying it, he really believes it based on the work that he's seen them do and demanded and encouraged and they've accepted doing versus saying, hey, Harrison, you know, I've seen you a couple times in practice or you're a freshman and you got NFL potential because you ain't done tiddly poop, right? You haven't been through the grind. So um, that was huge for me. Uh, I want to get your thoughts. What do you think about him just laying out the depth chart and letting and putting it any putting it all a bit this early? I mean, yeah. you are you almost you don't have 2 weeks, but you got about 10 days before you play. So what do you think about that?
0: Yeah, it surprised me. I thought uh I thought it was Grant's job to lose, and I think that's what happened. You know, I I don't know how that's <laughs> yeah. the way that rule saw coming in, but I, the way he played last season, it seemed yeah. like he was going to be the guy, and it was up to him to lose that and if you're turning the ball over like, yeah, you're just not going to hit the field. That's what happened to Melvin Gordon when he had that nice little run in Denver there. to try to give him a shot, and he got yoinked from the lineup yeah, midway through the season. He kept yeah. fumbling the ball. Like You're just not going to get on the field. And like Matt Rule said, and like I guess it's no surprise. If you're fumbling the ball in practice, he's going to pull you to get rid of that. But, right. I mean, he'll still have a shot. I'll say yeah. that much. Like It's not like he's going to lose his chance to play on the field. There's going to be moments where guys can get hurt, dinged up, or he just comes in there and plays really well. But I definitely... Gabe Irvin would be the guy. Ramir Johnson had two, though. I think that surprises me even more that he fell all the way to third in the depth chart.
1: Last year, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, well, pretty much he wasn't even – he was not, not even
0: – No, I mean, yeah. I'm surprised Grant fell third oh, on the yeah. depth chart. Ramir Johnson yeah. already taken two. So that kind of even tells me more that Ramir Johnson's also playing pretty well.
1: Yeah, I think with Ramir, what, what is appealing to him is he can tote the pill if mm-hmm. you need him. I think he's found a niche in, a niche in the, as far as third down, you know, and Matt Rule mentioned that. And so that gives you flexibility in the personnel department. So if they come in and they're running 11 personnel and you have a guy that can run certain plays and run them just as maybe as effectively as Gabe or Anthony in that 11 personnel, but it gives you better pass protection or the knowledge of the passing game, right? Mm-hmm. Then that's how you go to number two. And, Maybe it's also does he help you out more on special teams, right? Ramirez done you know a pretty decent job of, hey, you need me to you know possibly return punts or catch a punt, you need me to return a kick, you need me to be on punt team. He's done it all, so that the depth chart isn't just set on, you know, conventional running game. Because I think you know if it just came down to running the football, Anthony Grant's your best runner, runner, or at least last year. I mean, just yeah, just the assumption is. Um, I think this just has been a, a long time struggle, and I think it's one of those things that, you know, I think what he's also doing is he's not turning the page on Anthony Grant. I think he'd probably tell you that Anthony Grant has made some strides, but he needs him to get to the point to where you're doing the most important thing first, taking care of the football. Because what he's all what rules telling you in this quote or press conference is if Anthony Grant takes care of the football and does those little things he won't even have to have this conversation who's out there. He really won't. Mm-hmm. And essentially what, he, what people were saying, like, oh, Anthony Grant, you know, fell out of favor and all that. No, I mean, you go through some – sometimes you go through a, like a string of bad luck. Sometimes you might try too hard. And I think when you reference Melvin Gordon, I think he was trying too hard. Yeah. And then you're thinking about – like when he's, like Melvin Gordon, I'm, I've, I've seen guys go through it. And you know what's funny is Trey Sermon was playing with the Eagles never fumbled in college, played at Oklahoma with in, in, uh, with uh, with uh, Jalen Hurts, never fumbled, had one fumble in the preseason game against Cleveland, kind of got in his head, but then he bounced back. He had five carries for 54 yards, was really unstoppable, right? Then you know what it really happened. He had a – and it was a great play by the defender to make cause the fumble, punched mm-hmm. it out when he – look, he had it in the right hand, had ball security, guy just – it was just a great play. And so yeah, you know, what you could say I like, like two hands on it, right? But the guy made a great play. Well then the very next series, you know, the same player that block that that caused the fumble beat him in pass protection. So now you're starting to kind of tumble a little bit. What Sermon did was he went back and and he, you know, they took him out a little bit. Jalen Hurts came and talked to him. Next time they ran a safety blitz on the passer he laid the dude out. I mean, it was, then from there on, it kind of woke him up. So when you think about Anthony Grant or Melvin Gordon, um, you know, sometimes you go through just a little, you know, just a little spell of, you know, it could be something technique-wise or just, you know, some bad luck or bad string um, of fumbling the ball, and that's most important. And so it's not – the door isn't shut. The season has started or hasn't even started yet, and – you know you know you could go in there and and uh you know one or both of the running backs ahead of you are struggling and you get you pop a couple runs Matt Rule's the type of coach I think that if he if he sees Anthony Grant running the ball they're gonna ride him and uh but right now you know you gotta hold everybody to the same standard you know and it's no different for uh you know Jeff Sims we're gonna dive into that um is that the next thing is like Jeff Sims right so he's your he's your um he he's your most important offensive player because he handles the ball every single play every single play so it, as much as we're talking about anthony grant you know what i'm saying just say okay mm-hmm. let's just let's just play the percentage game let's just say you run 70 plays anthony grant has 10 carries so the percentage of anthony grant fumbling hurts a little bit more you know, just because they only has ten, you know, there's one out of seven plays or however many, yeah, like we,
0: like having your center have five turnovers, right? There's no, you're not handling the ball that right.
1: much, so so your your efficiency rating has to be extremely mm-hmm. high. You got to go three, four, five games before it's even like a bobbled, you know, handoff or anything, right? That's when you're a good ball handler, but when you're a quarterback. You handle the ball the most, so you need to be the most efficient with it. And that's where this center quarterback exchange is, is huge. And that's where the quarterback has to be ultra. You know, I like it. You have to be a controlled in, in smart aggression, right? So, you know, Jeff Sims, you know, Matt Rule talked about, you know, he's made some improvement and uh, he's learning how to, you know, play the quarterback position, you know from a fundamental and technical standpoint, and I think that's something that that's probably plagued him through his early parts of his career. I watched him as a true freshman play against Miami and Clemson. on I mean, just an odd Thursday night. I was like, man, this dude's a, you know, freshman, you know, handling his business. But as you go along in this game of playing quarterback, athletic ability, and being 6'4", 215, 225, or whatever he is, and being able to probably run a four five, that needs to take a back seat. You know what I mean? Because if they know that the best thing that you can do is run, they will eliminate that. So what you have to do to accentuate your athletic ability and running ability is play the, excuse me, play the quarterback position at a high enough rate or consistent enough rate to where you can use that. And that can be your, you know, your specialty and your off-speed pitch. If that is your fastball, you're in some trouble. First Mm -hmm. of all, you won't make the season. You make the, you will not finish the season. Second of all, you won't be starting because you won't play well. So I think that's, you know, hopefully by listening to Matt Rule said he's made um, some, some nice strides and, and he's playing good football and he says he's done a nice job and he's learning, uh, means that he's coming to, coming to work every set, single day, you know, and that's the best thing that you can do as a quarterback. So that means, you know, some days, you know, just like we talked about Anthony Grant or the offensive line or a particular player, some days you got to go out there and it's just not your day right? You know, I, I've busted coverages. I've gotten beaten one-on-one, um, scenarios. I've, I've, you know, and it can go from series or play by play and you just got to just chalk it up and learn from it. And that's what I think that he's, he's doing. I think the, the mistakes that he's making in practice, the coaches are hopefully looking and saying, you know what, it's not the same mistakes two or three, four days in a row. You want to, you almost in fall camp to keep the learning you know, uh, experience going. You want it to be a new – I hate to say mistake, but a new situation that you can teach him and and make him a better player, and then it all comes together, Mm -hmm. you know, as you get closer to the season. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, I'm I'm on record this season. A big part of how this season goes is how Jeff Sims plays. I think they've expanded the roster enough on defense that they'll be able to be – decent enough to kind of keep you in ball games i think right you know Mm -hmm. because you have you know multiple different personnel defensive fronts that you can run based on the personnel and they've really um emphasized speed to the ball playing with the right attitude and being a team so those are the type of things if you want to turn around your defense quick that's it attitude speed toughness tackling right then off of that comes turnover. More guys to the ball, more hats to the ball. That's just kinda, you know, um, you know, just kind of falls off of there. The offense, you know, I think the offensive line will be okay. Um, I think Ben Scott really helps the offensive line. I think they have to prepare as if Teddy Prochaska might be ready to play, but you you can't depend on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point. I mean, this isn't a, this isn't a knock on him, but like
0: Yeah, thirty first is coming quick then well, you got it, Minnesota right Well, you're off on the bat. plane
1: they they be getting on the plane right now in mm-hmm. in 10 days from now mm-hmm. on the plane. Um you're the, the, 10 days from now, which goes by quick, right? Um they'll be getting up about, about right now. Um you know, making sure their bags are packed, probably having a, you know, a meeting or two, getting up there early and I don't know if they do the walk through up there or whatever. We used to walk through at the stadium. That was one of the best things that we used to do at Harrison. You, you know, what to I mean? walk through at the stadium? Yeah, so so, here's one of the fondest memories of – well, all of them were great, you know. Um, but this is something that we used to like to do. And now, granted, they didn't have all the cameras and they could – but we didn't really do – we didn't run plays or anything. Right. Um, and really, to be honest with you, they could line up and think we're coming anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. So, uh, and it, and it helped me being a redshirt freshman starting, you know. You and, just like
0: mental reps-wise, man?
1: Well, just to get the anxiety out. I mean, you okay. got to think – so. I graduate high school, uh-huh. Don't lift a weight now, I mean, I keep telling this story but just because it it just comes back. I was thinking about it as driving in here this morning. I don't know who the who the hell I thought I was. You know what I'm saying Harrison I think I had I looked in the mirror and i mean i I was a basketball player mm-hmm. and football was just kind of what I did. It's just it's a family business, and i could I could get the ball and play I mean it was just in my butt I could play running back mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I grew up watching I mean that's all I did was watch sports with my dad and my grandma who was really like my coach you know what I mean <laughs> and stuff like that when I was little you know and I was living in DC where we would watch the Redskins in Pittsburgh doing their inter squad scrimmage every single year I wouldn't go outside <laughs> literally cuz they would be two a days so they would have it in the morning yep. I mean I had I had a routine I this is funny I get up in the morning eat a big bowl of Frosted Flakes, <laughs> my grandma would get up, she would have her coffee, and then sometimes she would make biscuits and gravy or, like, eggs and, and bacon or something like that, mm-hmm. and then it would be on. You know, in Pittsburgh used to come, and they used to wear these, like, bright yellow jerseys. Not bright yellow, but yellow jerseys with the black numbers. Yep. No names on it. And, you know, the Redskins at the time, the commanders now, they'd go at it. So they would be in the morning, and it would be on all the local TV shows. Or, like, TV channels. Yeah. So we'd watch it. Then they would, you know, obviously break. And then they would have two a days, you know, or a second practice, whether it was the uh, the Redskins practice or combined practice. And then it would go on for three days. So she was teaching me football. So fast forward here, I think I know everything. You know, I get in the car. You know, I'm six, two and a half, six three. I might have been 185, 190. 190. It might have been.
0: When you were coming to Nebraska, were you aware that this is kind of the premier strength and conditioning program? Man, I, mean, I heard time?
1: about it, but it, again, I thought <laughs> yeah, I, I thought football started and stopped with me, Harrison. <laughs> so I'm rolling down here thinking, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm either Bo Jackson or something. You know, I'm thinking I'm that dude. I could just, you know, you guys are just here for the Jay Foreman experience, right? You know, or, you know, really, to be honest with you, um, deep down, I was just happy to be here because I knew, you know, I was going to work first and foremost as hard as I could to get a college education. That was what – that my dad talked to me about that 99% of the time about everything and 1% about football. That's and a good it, dad right there. And so he emphasized that, and mm-hmm. that's what we talked about. So, you know, I wanted to enjoy my last summer and stuff, and, you know, the, my biggest thing is I wanted to make the 300-yard shuttle. Cause that's like, you know, I was uh, like, I knew they had a great weight program. I was excited to get three square meals a day, you know? Um, Cause no, in high school you go meet, eat once and be gone, you know, doing mm-hmm. your thing. So I was like, it's their job to get me bigger, faster, and stronger. Well, I get down to, in the camp, you know, we have freshman camp then and they get us in the weight room and I was like, had, I mean, I was so sore after the first workout, <laughs> and then you know we get into camp and then i was like oh i can i can play a little bit you know i can run around and i then then you're like questioning oh should i have been lifting weights <laughs> am i really that good you know i'm doing good in practice does that mean you're i do am i really that good mm-hmm. you know so forth and so on and we have this one scrimmage kind of like they just had right the last big scrimmage and i put in work and i remember you know coach samuel used to Give us a factor rating and then give us our stats and I might have had like twelve tackles or something. End up red shirting, and so you know that's a whole year, right? So I get down and say August, mm-hmm. really just a practice dummy all the way until January. You know, up until national championship, win next championship, then you start to get into winter conditioning. I start spring ball off really the my first week in spring ball. I think I got ten reps. I was number seven on the depth chart. Hot is a hornet's nest i mean hey i ain't used to not playing okay <laughs> that's fine i can deal with a year not playing but not practicing oh we got some issues you know what i mean Yeah. and so i knew i was already working hard but i was like i gotta get to work and so i just really dove into it and some guys had other stuff that they couldn't handle you know on and off the field and then i st- you know i went from getting 10 reps that first two or three practice total total here you know like, I was breaking a sweat in warm-ups or, like, group work and then chilling. I didn't like that.
0: So, you are getting your workout during the stretching at one point. That's, yeah, that's but, right I, <laughs> but I was waiting to get reps. And I was like, you know, I'm
1: in the third or fourth team. I'm getting one reps a series. And I was like, man, this is – this. Is, hey, it's man. Tough. Hey, look, I was going against the pipeline for a year. <laughs> I needed to get some reps. So, then I started to kind of creep up. Next thing you know, I'm starting because I started to, like, you know, really take off. So then, it's a whole year late. So a whole year without playing football. Then I'm playing. So I never forget. We're going. To, we're playing Oklahoma State on a Thursday night on the road, mm-hmm. right? And I am um, the guys that, that on the defense. You know, here's what's also funny. You know, they had played, and so they were some. You know, assumed to be starters because they played before. I'm nobody knows who the heck I am. I'm just like this spring ball story. You know, then they brought in Tony Ortiz, who's one of my best friends, is the was the number one rated linebacker from Waterbury, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. You know, every daily Nebraskan, probably now the Husker online, on three. Everybody thought, you know, assumed that he would be starting, you know, because who's this kid from Minnesota, right? <laughs> but then when we go to uh you know, Stillwater, we'd go the night before and we'd do our walkthrough. That took away the all the anxiety. Saw my locker saw the stadium, kind of went down the tunnel, so all that stuff was just second, you know, it was like, I've already done all that. Mm-hmm. Now, we didn't go out and do like how these kids do now, and go and warm up like three hours before and, you know, post stuff, and it was like, you get there, get dressed, time it up right, let's go to battle, but that really helped out, so I don't know if Matt Rule and them do that, and really, we got there, and it would, they would just call out, first team kickoff, okay, Harrison's gets hurt, who's his backup Mm -hmm. just kind of keep you mentally and then we'd run through some walk through some plays and it was just walk through they'd have cards and stuff like that i don't know what the offense did but defense we didn't do that much and then we went and just watched tape and stuff like that but it took out all the anxiety for for at least for me and then that that really for the next four years it was it was good for me to do that you know um and then also like it it was funny it's like you take the anxiety out as a freshman through the first year but then, then as I got older, then it was like, oh yeah, I'm here to mark my territory. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like a dog. You know, when you take a dog yeah. out, I was like, yeah, I'm marking my territory. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like we, like we're here to, uh, seize your, your village and stuff. Like we use some Neanderthals and stuff like that. And so, uh, that's how the mentality can change from a freshman to a sophomore, junior and senior. But, uh, you know, look in 10 days, man, these dudes are, you know, about to get it on. And, um, you know, you know, Gabe Irvin is obviously taking a huge step from – you can see it coming, you know, from spring. And then yeah. when they posted that picture of him, he had a real good year in the weight room. Um, maybe he started to kind of really take off as he get in the, got into camp. And getting healthy is yeah, doing he get, a lot for him too. He's right.
0: finally having a year where full full off season right. to really get in the shape. And play football. Yeah, just, just play go football. Go through
1: spring, play football. Off get season, more than play 10 football. reps. Right. And just, yeah, exactly. So. Uh, you start, And, you know, before he got hurt down in Oklahoma, before we go to break, he was definitely head and shoulders above everybody. And then it took him a little while, I think, to come back. And then you had A.J. Allen and mm-hmm. Anthony Grant really emerged last year. So that was just kind of like a bad circumstance, but it had not a lot with to do with Gabe Irvin. Other guys took advantage of the timing. Um, so I think, we, you know, Gabe Irvin would have been in the mix even if A.J. Allen would have stayed. Maybe not to this standpoint, but to where he's at right now. So you gotta give him a lot of credit. Um so that that was pretty interesting the first segment. We're gonna go to break and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about the depth chart, you know, and how this thing shakes out because also Matt Rule or it was assumed, um, that the depth chart, the first one of many is gonna be out Friday. So, uh Jay Foreman, inside the huddle, uh we'll be right back.